Welcome to the Bangers List Podcast. For 2020. (laughs) A podcast where we can't get any technology working, so we're currently recording this on my phone. Um, But luckily, technology's come along a fair way, so my phone's pretty good. Joel's currently... In tears. I don't know if you'll be able to understand me through my tears. Currently seething because we've got problems. He's upgraded his computer to Windows 10, and um, it's just fucked everything. (laughs) <laughs> and here we are. Here, here, we, are. here we are again. It's uh, it's getting colder as well. It's uh, definitely fucked about getting this started for the year. Hey, look, it's, it's a rough uh, a rough summer. Yeah, yeah it's very so bush fires everywhere. Yep. Literally surrounded by them, and um, I mean, no excuse. We can still drive around town, but it just uh, things are a bit intense and in this in this side of the a world lot, for a little lot of while. Smoke, so, yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah. lot going on, and uh, and. Uh, a lot going on in our personal, let's say our respective personal lives as well. and A fair amount of being fucking lazy. Yeah, and that's, that's part of it. Joel yeah. tried to get this going three or four times and you and yeah. I were like, yeah, I'll see ya. Some, <laughs> sometime between like October and 2000 and fucking never. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of trouble getting smoke out of the room, the, the studio office, so that kind of sucks. But you know, here we are now with our face masks on. And yeah. You lots... see people walking around like fucking painting masks. <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, on the topic, um, Colin was actually going to be here today, but he's, he works at a supermarket, and they've had to call in extra staff as security to stop people from buying all the toilet paper. No. So he's currently in the toilet paper aisle doing karate, fighting, <laughs> off, fighting, fighting off doomsday preppers. That's what we should do, because I'm fresh <laughs> out, man. You know? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, for... Fun fact, um, for some reason, everybody in this country is buying toilet paper at the moment. We can't figure out why, because the <laughs> coronavirus is scaring everyone. One so Facebook article. If, if for something like anybody listening to this that doesn't know about that, there's like a... Yeah, it was, was it a Facebook article? <laughs> so all bullshit aside, but what were we here to talk about today? First song of 2020, the Bangers List podcast. What happened? What's, what song was it, boys? Well... We all, we all agree it was going to be Pull Harder and the Strings of Yamada by Trivium, right? But so we're taking a step back in time to 2004. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> New Year, old me. <laughs> when did that song actually come out? I remember that song. That was their first It's been year. out for a while since yeah. I was in college. When I was in college, sorry. It was from. Was it from. Ascendancy? It was Ascendancy, from Ascendancy, yeah. their second album, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're into shit metal, you should know this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got into shit metal just a little bit late, <laughs> a bit after Joel did. Okay, right? yeah, <laughs> there was like a cascade yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah, I probably started that. <laughs> um, well, while Joel's looking it up, just a bit of a couple of cool things musically this year so far. We've had uh, new music from Polaris and the Amity Affliction. We've talked about before, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, we've talked about, about both of those. Um, you will very tomorrow have new stuff out as well. They've got a few singles out, and their album will be out. Uh, Next month, yeah. April, toward the back end of April. We didn't talk about a song of theirs, but a band we've mentioned, Dealer, just put out a new yeah, EP nice. four days ago. I saw Alpha Wolf live uh, a week and a half ago when they supported Polaris. Yeah, they've got new stuff coming out. Wage War and Crystal Lake were both there, and fuck me swinging those bands. Are, like that was a huge lineup. Mm. That was massive. Like I've never, well, not never. I, it's been a while since I've seen. Like a lineup where you want to see every band. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a festival in its own right, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Massively, yeah. And like real talk, Crystal Lake, holy fucking shit. Like I was just saying to Peanut before we um started recording the they're nuts. Like the sound guy was doing something fucking stupid, they were so loud, but they're insane. I don't know what it is about just the Japanese metal or metalcore bands, but they just step it up a notch. Yeah, there's something about the intensity that they bring, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but it's just. You probably have to have something to break good. in. 
break into a yeah. market that isn't your own country. Like, I just felt like I was listening to Die Artist Murder while playing Dragon Ball Z. You know what I mean? Like I was fighting like in Dragon Ball Z land and listening to just Deathcore. Yeah. I don't know what it was. There's just this element they have. So, so we got here from, you're saying new bands releasing songs and I think Trivium released a new song recently. They did, yeah. Catastrophe. And so yeah. that kind of got us talking about Trivium and how we'll, well, let's just talk about Pull Harder. But the thing is, people listening to this podcast, chances are they'll know, <laughs> they'll know Trivium. Imagine someone's like, oh, I've never heard of this band. Listen, they've been 10 years. Who is this? <laughs> Could be life changing. Yes, yeah, so maybe we are going to change someone's life. So... What song do you want to talk about? Pull Harder or Catastrophist? What are we doing? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know Catastrophist, but we can, you can mention it. We, we, can, we can touch on it briefly. I mean, because it is, it is newer. It is a bit more relevant to kind of, and a bit more applicable to what we are trying to deliver. Yeah. So, but look, it's um, fucking, it's not, it's too long for the bangers list almost. It goes for like six or seven minutes. It's like yeah. Two what sample would you pick? <laughs> mm. So Julian listened to the first two minutes. He didn't get to the good part. Apparently, so. I didn't get to the good part. Yeah. Um, Although I don't. Know. <laughs> if I wanted to be a cunt, <laughs> there is I'll, no. Well, no, you can't say if I wanted to be a cunt and then say something cunty and say I wasn't being a cunt. <laughs> so I'm just going to be a cunt. All right. To, to, to overuse. Appreciate your honesty. Yeah. So if you have to wait two minutes to get to a good bit, then I'm not sure you should be listening to that particular piece of music. Well, like because no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, right. you, you, Thanks, don't, you don't listen to the first two minutes and think, oh, this isn't good. Right? You're a Trivium fan. You're like, this is Trivium. This is good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just looked over and saw the, the thumbnail from the Paul Harder video clip. Matt Can that be the thumbnail of the, so. the, next, the next Twitter post? I really hope yeah. so. Yeah. So, 2005 for uh, Trivium. It's brand new, clearly, because we've yeah. gone back in time to 2005. <laughs> Sorry, just to finish what I was saying, you would listen to that all and you're like, this is a good song and this is like my favourite bit. So like, what I'm just saying is... If there, you just, yeah. there are some bits that, are, that I do appreciate more than others, but at the same time, if it just came in at the three and a half minute mark or the four minute mark, I was telling like you if earlier, some If that, someone put that on, you'd be rocking out to it the whole way. I, yeah, I, would, me, I would be, but I think yeah. it's also it's that build-up. It's about how you get there too. Yeah, right? it's, like, it's like Stairway to Heaven isn't just the... You know, it gets good when it gets to the, the fucking guitar solo, right? No, it's like, a good song to begin with. Mm. Well, it is. It, yeah. I, I, I agree, but it's just it's a. Yeah, it gets, yeah. It's because it builds up. And, yeah. yeah it gets that's like you know, like one like a metalcore song where you get a massive breakdown, mm. and there's like sort of a, a build up to it and stuff. I get that. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, that's that's why I sort of taken it. It's just a long build up. That's all, and I went, it's almost like the song just changes completely. It's another yeah. gear. It's like think of. Tears Don't Fall by Bullet is sort of that pretty kind of... <laughs> While we're on the topic yeah. of eyeliner and metal from 2005. <laughs> Fucking beautiful song. Fucking beautiful okay. song, but... Exactly. We'll have to do that next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like slightly harder than Emo Kids tour of the 2000s. But you know what I mean? It's just... It's it's a pretty generic song up until that point where it just sort of explodes. Yeah, okay. well, they are just showing off their skills a little bit, I guess, mm-hmm. and so they should have been around long enough, pushing... Yeah. Only two decades of being together. So Paul Harder on the strings of Yamada, you're gonna say. Two thousand five. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's cool, we're done, that's a wrap. Well, let's go home. <laughs> it's uh, it is interesting because it is a long time ago and they've basically been together since then, like I said. There's been the same three or four members have just gone through drummers. They've had the same mm. you know, lead vocals, guitarist, guitarist, bassist, they've been the same. And the drummers changed a few times, but the band itself is like an LLC which is like an American tax kind of thing, which I think corporations kind of use. Oh, and so yeah. those three are part of it, so they get paid on their successes, and they've been getting drummers 
and they get the drummers on like a salary rather than becoming part of the LLC. The band, okay, yeah. Yeah, and so that means, I don't know if it's good or bad because they seem really successful, but it's saying to the drummers that we'll pay your salary whether or not we do good or well, good or bad this year. Mm. And so the drummers that come probably... That's well, it gives you a bit of stability, yeah, I suppose. And it also could say like the cre- creative direction of the band is still up to us. Yeah. And they said they weren't going to let anyone become part of the band unless they're with the band for three, four, five years or yeah. something, right? Well, is it, is it confirmed that that's still in place? It is, because the guy that's okay. with them now, this is his second album. Second album, but I just feel that, he might be I, right. I, don't, I don't know for sure, but I feel he's got some creative input. Like his, yeah, his drumming is very His drumming intense. is next level. Yes. And, and they're, they're not afraid to say, go nuts. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll agree with you, because some of their albums, kind of, they've gone all sorts of different ways through mm-hmm. their career, really. Yeah. They're basically what happens when the world needs someone to fill in for Metallica's getting too old to make new stuff, basically. Mm. That's what triggered me. They just sound like a shitty Metallica that went metalcore for a bit. In reality. Don't be offended that I've said that. But, um, so they, they're still good, and it's... Where they're going is, like, steady, but also changing, and they're coming back to where they used to be a few years ago now, but because this drummer, as you say, is different, and he's he's better than what they've had, I think, maybe this direction now is... Well, I think it's the best them. they've had. You think? Okay, well, yeah. there you go. So maybe what they're doing now will be, like... A good positive future because, like I said, they've been pretty bad personally. I think for a few albums, I, I, lot of, I know a lot of people love them. They sell out shows in Australia and America and everywhere, and they are good. And Matt Heath is like one of the best frontmen I've seen in a band just because of how skilled he is, talented, yeah. creative, all these things. He's great. Um, well, so in saying all that bullshit that I just rambled on about, the big thing for this song for me, not Pull Harder, but actually the newest one, Catastrophus. I'll go back to Pull Harder in a second. Catastrophus was released on Twitch TV. You know the games, the game streaming um, platform. Platform. So he had like a live release on there, which I think is interesting. Another. Is they live streamed that. They played. Yeah. They played here recently, and you went. Yeah. They, they did the whole thing on they, Twitch. Yeah. Every. I think they did that when they played Good Things as well. They. Um, they streamed. Yeah. It. They, yeah. they cool. streamed the whole thing. They. They. At the very least, they did it when they played at the refectory here. But mm-hmm. it was. Um, yeah, really cool. And like Matt Heafy is just. He's so in touch with the, the fans. Like he's, you know, he's a he's a really passionate gamer as well. Plays a bunch of games yeah. and he interacts with a lot of his fans on there. And he'll do random covers here and there. Just pull pull them out of his ass. It's not random. So what he does is right, okay. he auctions off. He's going. I'm going to do a cover today. Go for it. Whoever gets the last auction gets a big song. I'll so, learn it on the spot and he learns it on the spot and then. So plays. so yeah, cool. So it's. Anyway, that's, that's it. That's it. It's more fan service, yeah, yeah, it's um, and he gets paid. Well, yeah, look, but it's a good way for him to sort of stay in that realm of of, uh, of doing what he loves and um, while still, you know, being able to, mm. you know, I guess combine a couple of things that he loves, you know, the online, um, that yeah. having that online presence and gaming, but also being able to bring your music into it as well and, and sort of like bringing his two audience, types of audiences together. I've got to mention this because I know that Colin might throw something at me for Darren. Um, he has told me a story about when Trivium toured and I think the punchline was that him and his mates managed to get into the backstage area. It was Matt Heafy's 21st birthday. Oh, wow. And I think Colin was telling me, I think what it was was that they got to eat birthday cake with Matt Heafy <laughs> after the show on his 21st birthday. Damn. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Something like that. So sorry, Colin, if, if I get that sort of wrong. Um, I apologise. But yeah, he, he, Colin is a very big Trivium fan as well. I wish he was here to give us some proper input. Yeah. Instead Damn. of fighting off crazy shoppers at a, at a supermarket. But anyway. Um, 
Paul Harder. So I think back, uh, around that time, and this song especially, I think it was a lot of people's first foray into metal, heavy metal, yeah. general metal, because, uh, I'm not saying that the scene was dead then, but the bands that were coming out were, like you said, maybe Kill Switch and Bullet, and these guys, and those other, probably a plethora of bands really, but they're the ones that stood out because they were moving things forward in that direction, because a lot of people would have been coming from places like, I think, our age group, let's say, what are we, Gen Z, X, Y, something? I, I'd say Gen Y. Yeah, post-boom or whatever. Yeah. So the thing was, <laughs> people were coming from stuff like Metallica, Rock and Roll, and Linkin Park, and this was kind of, at that time, this is what you were listening to, I think, right? <laughs> like how Linkin Park sits outside the category of rock and roll. Because <laughs> they're shit. Yeah, because this, this song was one of the first ones I heard, I, it probably was one of the first songs I heard that had like double kick in it, and... Yeah. Really intense pace. Obviously, I listened to Iron Maiden stuff, but this is another level. Yeah. And you know, at the start of this song, uh, the cool, little drum opening feel stuff, which is cool, and the guitar comes in, and then he starts smashing away at the chinas, mm. and it just sounds like a fucking big sheet of corrugated iron hitting on the fucking brick wall. It's loud as fuck. And I hadn't even heard of China in my life, I don't think. Nah. I didn't realise. And this one is so loud. I'm like, what? Well, it sounds awful, but it grew on me. The whole, the whole lot of it grew on me because it was all like intense, fast, angry. Couldn't understand the lyrics. Still don't know what he's trying to say. What's he saying? Uh, boat, mountain, strange, mountain, rudder. I don't know. Go I honestly, <laughs> over, the, over the last 15 years, I've periodically looked up the lyrics and I still can't remember them. Something, so, you know, everyone knows the chorus and stuff, but I was just saying, I'd been drumming for about a year. I was trying to learn the drums. And just to comprehend that as a, as a, as a drummer of just like less than a year was insane. That was what I thought, like the greatest fucking yeah. drummer it was. And then I heard Clayman by In Flames and there was just machine gun double bass and I was like, that's what being the best drummer in the world is. So it's all sort of relative to where you are in your life. But yeah, that was that was a song that I found brought... You had like little fucking shitbags like me that had started listening to Slipknot but grew up on like Blink, Green Day, Sum 41, like the, the, the punk rock sort of revolution that came in the late 90s and early 2000s from like a sea of shit grunge bands and like dime a dozen three door de doors down sort of bands yeah. but then you had people that were sort of like I'm on a math um, Cradle of Filth like that sort of like Euro area and they were into the Trivium as well um, and I think Trivium were also part of like the I don't know if it's the new wave of American heavy metal I'm pretty sure that's the where they sort of came through like Devil Driver and Chimera uh, being a Fear Factory, bands like that, that sort of had that newer kind of like groove metal and shit like that. So that, that this song or this band at that point in my life was something that brought all three or four of those kind of hemispheres together. Oh, that's pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone like sort your of... your Venn diagram? That was cool. Yeah, you call it a... Yeah, it was like a Venn diagram. And that, that song wasn't the, like the nucleus, but everyone I hung out with that was from all sort of walks of life would go, yeah, Trivium's pretty good, you know? Oh, actually... You know, I did hear it first. I think I was at school and someone played it on an acoustic guitar. And I'd just gotten into guitar and they're like, dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh, they can't go! <laughs> <laughs> just tremolo picking yeah, an acoustic. acoustic guitar. Wow! <laughs> and it made it seem accessible to me. Yeah. So then I went home and like tried to learn and listen to it like a thousand times. Grew on me like a rash. And I'm like, yeah, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should remind me because you were at school. I was like, yeah. I think yeah. it was... Well, what? yeah, it was year 10, I think, for us. 2015, oh, I was about year 5, eight. yeah, year 10 for me. Year, that was... year 8, year 9. Fuck, I'm young compared to you guys, eh? Yeah, you fucking, yeah. Um, so, it's not a bad song. And if you've missed it, 
Oh, we're, we're glad we're here to help you. <laughs> Here's a sample, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we'll just jump in. Take two months off and completely forget where to put the samples in. Joel's still quite upset that we haven't been able to get the um, the microphones working. I'm beside myself. Uh, so, <laughs> other bands similar to Trivium? Because, like, even someone like me that doesn't listen to them, I know that they have had, as you've said previously in this episode, quite a sort of evolution and a journey. They've gone from, like, you know, that kind of stuff, or, like, making Bullet for my Valentine look like a bunch of, you know, choir girls, um, to... You know the more like more metalcore stuff they did with like in waves. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like breakdowns, but that song has like a nine minute breakdown. Oh, it's great. It's the same fucking breakdown the whole way through. It's great, two words. It's great. Two yeah. red verses. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was at a friend's house, and we used to stand. We had a massive front porch. We used to stand on the front porch a lot, and it's back in my little shit bag, and I was a smoker and stuff. We'd all go out the front for a smoke, and we'd, we'd loud and party there and stuff. Anyway, his neighbour or the people that lived there, my friends and neighbour um, at the time, fucking hated us. So they would, we never saw who they were. They would always open their kitchen window and get like a speaker and put in waves on at full volume and just to try and drown us out. So this went on for like two weeks. And I was, all of my friends fucking hated metal, but I was just having a blast. I was like, yeah, this song's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I hate you kids. I'm playing metal music like this. Yeah, and yeah. like it never occurred to me because every time I went, I'd run, run back inside to get my phone and to try and shazam it because I couldn't figure out who it was. Because if you'd said it was Trivium, I was like, nah, it's too good to be Trivium. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, fi I finally got it and, and figured it out. But anyway, the, the sort of that, that evolution, and now they basically just sound like in flames if it was fronted by Steve Perry. This okay, is coming from his two minutes. Yeah, because you know, that first two minutes yeah. had a touch of... <laughs> no, 100%. This is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, like, jo Joel mentioned In Flames, and I was like, I can hear In Flame 5 in that for sure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like um, The Mirror's Truth, basically, or like that Sense of Purpose record. Do you know what I mean? Um, Just the way... Okay, that's cool, because I'm pretty sure In Flames was one of the influences. Don't quote me, and I wish I could ask him if it is, but I, I think it was. That but yeah, like I was saying to you before, that being said, I will be, I will, you know, make comments about it, but I I still rated it. Like it's still yeah. good music. And it's just if I if I don't like something or if something doesn't appeal to me, I'm not gonna say it's bad. Um, even though I have before, sort of, you know. <laughs> trying to change trying to, you know, new year, new me and all that. It's only like two and a half months late. I'm you know, trying well, to that's, that's why you said doesn't appeal to me. That's yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Right. It's it, it, is it fair to say yeah. that Matt Heafy and Trivium are talented? Yes. Um, they, yeah, they're skilled musicians, and you're not the only person that's told me about Matt Heafy being, like him particularly, being a man of the people. Mm. Like Collins mentioned it before, and a few other people as well. And you know, the people have gone to like get stuff signed or like talk to him online and stuff. And apparently, he's like really into that. Like he's very, very much for the fan service. Yeah. So even if they made shit music, I would rate them on that because 
you know, how you interact with your fans, I think these days can you know, sort of make or break what people Absolutely. think it will make or make you as a band. Especially when it's so easy to do. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's really like with the, you know, impressed. online accessibility now, it's so easy to reach out to fans. Yeah. Obviously you can't get to everyone, but no. if you all, can make one of your fans' days. Like, all it takes is like one bad Facebook post and gets yeah. fucking traction. That's right. Good example of that, just to hijack quickly, at Polaris a week and a half ago, um, my buddy Luke and I took some um, vinyl slips to get signed. So I have a copy of the Guilt and the Grief on vinyl that I've got the lead singer Jamie's signature. I was like, hopefully I can get a couple of them to sign it. So we had four in total. And um, after the show, the security was sort of herding people out into the merch area. And uh, Dan Fanari, the drummer, was like down near the stage. And I was, because I have a fucking terrifying fear of going up and talking to famous people, I feel like I'm bothering them. Luke didn't give a shit. He just grabbed the four covers and went, I'll be back in a minute. And just like rolled down there and like waited politely. And then Dan sort of turned to him and he's like, hey man, would you sign these? And he's like, Absolutely. Apparently, like Luke said, he goes, anytime you want. Like, absolutely. So he's like, Luke's just going bang, 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 flipping them around. And he gets to my ten, like EP, and the hair was upside down. And Dan stopped him. He was like, you might want to fix that one up. And Luke's like, oh, and turned it around the right way. And then he signed it in the same spot. So, like, he could have just gone, yeah, no worries, and, like, wrote on it and, and then sent him on his way. But they, I'm pretty sure they all write in, they've decided where on a, on a cover they'll, they'll all put their autograph. Because every everyone I've got, they're all in the same spot. So, you know, I thought that was that was yeah, cool. We ended, up, we ended up getting one of the guitarists to sign him as well. So he's like, dude, I can barely stand up. And Luke was like, can you sign this? And he's like, fucking oath. So I was fucking stoked about that. Sweet. Yeah. So, you know, look after your fans, eh? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, because like a lot of bands have reputations for just not sticking That's around right. to sign stuff. Yeah, they can you make know? it like you said, it can make or break and be that difference, but. Um, like I understand if you don't want to sign something because you don't want your signature like that's your signature yeah. you use that to like sign for a mortgage but, or make a payment or do this and that but mm. you know not to, to separate signing from fan service yeah you know some bands have a reputation for not sticking around at all or not doing photos and not doing interaction yeah. and stuff like that and so. even even social media like just a little something on social media you know? yeah like Matt Heafy he liked one of my Instagram stories that I he I did in. and I'm like that, that's sick. Oh, really? like, I've never had anyone you do that. So chuffed. I was like, that is fucking awesome. Like, What's yeah. your story? Yeah. Were you at the concert? At the, at, uh, oh, at the refectory, yeah. yeah. And I got a good shot of him. And um, yeah, and he was obviously he was tagged in it. And he, you know, he actually checks his social media. And yeah. Imagine that you can show. the blue tick and all, so it was the real deal. But, yeah, he's sorry. like, fuck, 14,000 notifications. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, I, I know that Instagram has a setting that. You can turn on that only gives you notifications from people that you follow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you, mate. I don't. Think well, so. I don't know that that would be the case, but I know that it, you can do that because if you've got, yeah, like I would, I would have led with followers. that. If you were following me, I would have yeah. led with that. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah. So in terms of what it sounds like, then I mean, obviously, you know, we talked spoke about a lot of influences in Flames, probably being one. They've done, like, it's clear there's a bit of an Iron Maiden influence there and Metallica. They've, they've done covers of those respective mm. bands. They've done a Master of Puppets cover, then they've done the Iron Maiden song, the song Iron Maiden. They've done a cover of that. Um, and I think that's where a lot of it, at, at its roots, where it sort of came from. But mm. they've taken their music in so many different directions. And you know, I think, yeah, to, I think when you've been around for as long as a band like Trivium has been and you are as versatile as a band like that is, then you do sort of, you have kind of earned the right to just go, mm. we're doing what we, what we would creatively want to do. Yeah. Like we've made our bones, we've cut our teeth. 
like we're just gonna fuck like this is gonna be a fucking you know an old school rock and roll record or we're gonna do a fucking southern record Danny Worsnap sucks um you know something like that whereas like the newer bands kind of have to earn their reputation as like you know they've been there they've done that you know so you know you pay like fucking grass pop three or four times and then okay you've got your stripes so yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. Interesting to think about that. Like, you can't do X until you've done Y in the music world. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I don't think you can't, but, you know, you, you, you have to sort of establish yourself as a band first. Yeah. Yeah. And his, I was thinking his singing in, let's go from Pull Harder to Catastrophus, basically. In Pull Harder, he's got the screams and the cleans, and the screams are very, very intense, and they sound harsh. They're the kind of screams I'm assuming would hurt his throat. Which he and did. In, in, there you go. Yeah, he, he had to take singing lessons or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he had to take some time off. He might have had to get some surgery. Um, and he, he's, he, he uh, got some vocal coaching. I think he still, he probably still is, I'm not sure. But the same vocal coach as M Shadows from Avenged, he had the same issue. Um, mm. was, had the wrong technique, wrong singing and, uh, and wrong screaming technique. And then um, had to get some coaching and take a step back from a while and you can notice where there's like a period like a change in the albums where just, the tone in their voice is just completely different like this like it's still there you can tell it's them yeah. but yeah Catastrophus you think back to me did you listen to the Silence in the Snow album much? this is what it sounds like a little bit yeah. isn't it it's very very rich powerful tone but then when he breaks into his uncleans as well like he's still got that but it's different I know? think in Catastrophus he's got like it sounds like the scream that hurts his throat is in there and the newer scream which is more controlled. I thought I heard both of them, mm. which is interesting that he's still willing to go back to that. Maybe he's figured out a way to scream in the harsh way yeah. that's not damaging. I was, you know, he's, I'm sure he knows the craft well now. Oh, yeah, fucking life. Doing yeah. that to your voice for what? For him? 20 years. Yeah, 20 years or so now. Yeah. I mean, the guy started, how old was he when he started trivia? I'm like 16? 15, 16 or something like that. Based. Yeah. yeah. Started it's playing sort of like, with bands when he was 12, I think. That's all you know is being, like, your whole adult life is just being in yeah. a band. That'd be sort of so fucking weird to go back to being like if you just decided oh, I don't want to do music anymore. Yeah, you'd be like, what the fuck do I do now? Go on Twitch. And yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> sit on Twitch. Yeah. Hectic. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention something I can't remember. It, uh, yeah, no, I've completely forgotten. It's, it's gone. I, it wasn't to do with In Flames. What was it? It was something else. Um. Oh, August Burns Red got a couple of new songs. That's actually, right. Yeah, and there's, and there's, you can see the completely different bands but I think in terms of their technical ability the guys from August Band what's the uh, uh, JB and um, JB Brubaker yeah. and Brent Rambler yeah I think and and even like and program. the drumming comparisons between um, is it Matt Grainer Matt Grainer yeah Matt Grainer and um, Alex Ben the current that's Trivium from Trivium drummer. yeah they're, yeah they're, they're both like god level drummers there and that's sort of what I was, so awesome. I was driving at before with bands that have like mastered their craft. Mm. I think mean, it's probably a better way that I should have put it. Yeah. Um, ABR and Trivium, I think, are both bands that can just go, all right, this next record's going to be whatever we want and people will still like it because yeah. they know that it's not... They're not going to do a, a record where they go really soft, as some bands have done. They get to their third or fourth record and go, oh, we want to sell more records. We want to be... some." Radio friendly. Yeah, we want to be radio friendly <laughs> and, and fucking... Um, Walmart said paternal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> RC Cola, <laughs> No, what's the word I'm looking for? They want to be signed by UNFD. Um, who can, yeah, who can fuck off, by the way. Um, hey, I've got one of their clothings inside. <laughs> their clothings. Um, you know, so, that, yeah, again, what, sort of what I'm driving at there is just if someone has got to that point, they can, you know, 
make a record how they want. The two from ABR. The first one scared me a little bit because it wasn't super heavy. Uh, it was Defender. But, like, lyrics are still great. And then it gets a bit heavier later on. And there's, like, the, there's a very August Burns red breakdown. And you're like, yeah. ah, we're all good. There it is. Yeah, because you feel it's like... you're easing us into it. You, you know? feel like, yeah, you're listening to a mixture of Fountain Fireway places and then you're thrown back, like, 12 years yeah. or 14 years to um, Messengers. Yeah. And it was what just, was it? Was it Bones, their latest? Bones, yeah. Was, yeah, that Bones. Yeah, right. yeah Matt, Matt Grinder is still just abusing his China symbol. <laughs> yeah. no, nothing like on the Messengers record. Yeah. There was like an urban myth I heard that he went through like 20 China symbols recording <laughs> that record because he was just beating the shit out of it. He loves so. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always, you watch him play, he's having a great time. Yeah, and he's... He has the best posture I've ever seen. I was going like. to say the same Have thing. Have you noticed he's that? He's so upright and like... He's like literally yeah. sitting like that. He's no, there's no slouch at all. He is... He's going to be out of drunk for a very long time. I, I used to slash fucking horrible. We were all straightened up a bit. Yeah, everyone in the room yeah, like, yeah, my posture's good. And I just have my legs crossed. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm back. Oh, but anyway, we should probably do a, a pot at some stage on ABR. Maybe we can do a Bones one in the, uh, in yeah. the, in the near future. Um, or, you know, they might release something else off... Uh, well, Defender is... Oh, no, it's not Defender. It's, it's um, No, it's... Um, starts with a C. Oh, <laughs> damn. I can't use my phone it's, to look um, this up because we oh, they've always got these really cool album names. I can't yeah. really think of it. Hang on, Joel's, on it, Joel's on no, it. no, 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 fuck no. All right, anyway, it's, I think it starts with a C. And well, uh, hit us up on Twitter if you know what it is. At the bangers list. <laughs> Speaking of the bangers list, um, usually we give us some a rating out of ten bangs, don't we? Mm. What song we're going to give a rating today? Pull we'll harder. probably okay. do pull harder. We pull all kind of already spoke about similar songs from Trivium. What are some of you? Why don't we just name like some other Trivium songs that you like? We'll just both say in waves. Yeah. <laughs> I love dying in your arms because I'm gay. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's a great song. <laughs> 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 anyway. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Anyway, Joel's confession. Um, a gunshot to the head of trepidation. Yes, that I is thought awesome. it was a good song. Yeah. All right, we've already said in waves. <laughs> no, I like uh, Shogun from Shogun the, cl- the closing track from the Shogun album it's just fucking epic goes for a long time doesn't it goes for about 9-10 mm. minutes yeah I fucking love it yeah it's I just I don't know how I feel about long songs these days hey mm, I, I haven't been indoctrinated to like the three and a half minute cookie cutter I buy it like so by and large no but just if a song gets to like unless you're Slipknot if a song gets to like five minutes I sort of start losing... You better have a good excuse for what's Yeah, happening. exactly right. Like, you know, you need a fucking note from your parents and stuff like that. <laughs> Whereas a Slipknot, they're like, all right, we're just warming up, right? We're, just, we're, we're, we're easing it in. So, how many how many bangs out of right, 10? I'm going to give a full heart or a nine. Fucking... I've probably got a, you know, a soft spot for it. Yeah. I'll give it an eight. It's a, it's a great song, bang. It gets you, gets you in straight away and it's kind of what the bangers this is all about. I suppose. So, no, it's not. The bangers list is about new songs we haven't heard before from bands that hopefully none of us have ever heard before to share with people that haven't heard it before. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so fuck you, Daniel. Well, I wanted, I wanted to do catastrophists. So, yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah. As usual, I didn't do any of the fucking pr- pr- required, required reading. I'm going to give it a seven yeah. um, because I can't stand the chorus. I love this song. I cannot stand the chorus. It's just too hair medley, the vocals for me. Which doesn't mean it's bad. Mm. It's still good, and he can still sing. But it's just—it really sort of drags it down for me. And then they can start going harder again with the tremolos and the double bass. But yeah, seven. All right. 
Well, so if you are. give us fans for our start of 2020, we will organise our studio properly, our microphones, our hardware, software, everything will be sorted for the next episode. You can abuse us all you want on Twitter or Facebook or in the DMs, whatever. Send Joel something, give him something to do through the days. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. All the best and peace. What's wrong with the full hardcore?